I'm Roberto Verganti and this is the Service Design Show. Hi everyone, I'm Mark and welcome to a brand new episode of the Service Design Show podcast. This show is all about helping you to design services that have a positive impact on people and are good for business. My guest in this episode has a background as an engineer. He's currently a professor at Politecnico di Milano. He's the author of some of the world's best-selling books on design, and he's an advisor for the EU. His name is Roberto Friganti. Before we dive into the interview with Roberto, there are some things that you should really know. First, make sure you stick around till the end of the interview, as we'll be doing a giveaway of a signed copy of Roberto's latest book called Overcrowded. The second thing is, if you want to have an exclusive behind the scenes look of the show, make sure you check out our brand new Instagram page, which you can find at instagram.com slash service design show. And finally, if you're interested to learn how to explain service design in plain English, check out the course that I've got for you, which is completely free by the way. You can find it at servicedesignshow.com slash free course. So that was all for the introduction. And now let's jump straight into the interview with Roberto. Welcome to the show, Roberto. Uh, hi, nice to meet you. Thanks for the invitation. Re- really, really, really excited to have you on the show. Uh, and I know uh, you, you have a super busy schedule, so already thanks for your time. And uh, I'm, let's make the best of this 30 minutes that we've got ahead of us. Okay. R- Roberto, before we dive into all the questions that I have for you, um, you have a new book coming out, or it's already out. Uh, a lot of people will probably know you from the previous book you wrote, um, but could you tell us a little bit more, like in 60 seconds, what is the new book about and why did you decide to write this book? See, the new book is titled uh, Overcrowded with MIT Press, and uh, I have a copy here just to show. Uh, and uh, the funny thing about the book is the cover because it looks like it's a book with you talk a lot about ideas. In reality, the book is t- telling exactly the opposite. So what happened oh, really? in a word like the world we live now, uh, in which uh, is a world that is overcrowded by ideas. So how can we deal with this new situation? In the past, we were used to say that ideas were the most rare things in the world. And nowadays, ideas, nowadays ideas are the most you know, diffuse thing you can find around. So yeah. what is creativity yeah. and innovation in this world? What, what made you decide to, to write this, this book? And why on this topic? Because uh, we have been doing a lot of projects, and uh, you know, I do research and and uh, and advise on innovation and design. And uh, uh, the, um, what we experienced in the last ten years that uh, the more we visited company to help them do innovation, what they find out they, they never said they never did a, I don't know a creative workshop. They never said we don't have ideas. Actually, they said the opposite. They said uh, uh, we we have been doing workshop. We 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 have a lot of ideas. Uh, actually, we never had so many ideas as before, but eventually we don't know what to do. Uh, so people come, they, they come to the workshop, they eat the bananas, they, they, they take yeah, the croissants, yeah. everything's fine, a lot of posting in the walls, everyone goes back to their office, they're happy, but nothing happens. And then uh, yeah. I think this is the big challenge of innovation today. Uh, uh, innovation is changing dramatically because of this. And, and that's one of the topics we'll, we'll uh, discuss, right, in, uh, in, this, uh, in this episode. All right, overcrowded, guys. Uh, have a look at the book and uh, stay, stick around till the end of the episode because we have a small surprise. Um, 
Roberto, this is called the Service Design Show. Uh, you've been doing design, innovation, uh, and service design for a very long time. Do you actually remember the moment that you got in touch with the term service design? Uh, yes, uh, I remember uh, maybe more than the moment. It, I have to say, I've been uh, engaged with with the world of service design for a long, long time. Mm. Uh, I started to. Uh, get acquainted with the topic when in, I think, 1998, so a long time ago, almost 20 years ago, actually, <laughs> uh, we designed a, a, a master program in Politecnico di Milano with a school of design called Master in Strategic Design, uh, and uh, which is quite still quite popular. Uh, we were among the first to focus on, on the strategic design. And we said, you know, the, the object of strategic design uh, it's not product, of course. Uh, the the object of uh, of uh, of uh, strategic design is uh, uh, we we call it product system, which is uh, services design uh -huh. and communication. Uh -huh. So we started to talk about service design at that time with a, a professor whose name is Ser, uh, Ezio Manzini, who's now is uh, I mean is is one of the major theorists of design. So he was yeah. focused a lot on yeah. on service design at that time. So, and it's an entire school in Politecnico in Milano is quite good in, in focusing on survey design. So it's quite a while. Mm. It's quite a while. We have a lot of knowledge here on this show. Uh, Roberto, you sent me three topics, uh, super interesting ones related to the topic of the book. Uh, I've sent you a few question starters. We're going to improvise. We're going to do some interview jazz. Are you ready to start? Yes, if you see that, I, that I'm tilting around with the video, like I'm doing now, because I'm sitting on the tilting chair, so that's the reason why I'm moving <laughs> up and down. So I hope that the people who watch this will not get sick of, uh, you know, seasickness. So. Otherwise, they can tune into the podcast. <laughs> all right, all right, let's, let's move on. Uh, three topics. I'm going to start um, with... The, the one that relates to the book the most, uh, I guess, and the topic that you already introduced, and it's called Innovation and Creativity. Do you have a question starter uh, that goes along with this one, and can you show it to us? Yeah, uh, I think this is my question. Who are? So, uh, in a world like the world we were describing before, you know, which is a world, okay. uh, a world uh, that honestly is really full of ideas, then we can come back to that, but it is a world where we don't miss one more idea. Who are the creative people? I mean, how can we define creativity? What is the profile of a creative person in a world where everyone is creative in a way? Um, the, first of all, just one little step back. Is it true that we live in a world full of ideas? I hope that the, 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 the people that's listening to this, I mean, they don't need further explanation, but... Uh, there is a simple reason why we live in a world that is awash with ideas. First, uh, there is more people who is creative. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I talked about 1998. I mean, 1998, 20 years ago. Uh, I only mentioned one thing. Uh, uh, 1999 is the date of the famous video of IDEO about the shopping cart. The famous video there where everyone started to talk about design thinking and so on. 1999, there was no Google. There was no mobile phones. There was, I mean, there was mobile phone, but there was no iPhone. There was no smartphone. So uh, it looks like it's yesterday, but it's a, it's a century ago. So yeah. when we started to think about design thinking, you know, all this kind of thing, the world was totally different than today. 
having ideas was quite difficult. Uh, but nowadays, you know, there is much more people is creative. Uh, there is a study by a sociologist whose name is Richard Florida who says that in 2003 already he measured that 30% of the population in the, in the urban area belong to the creative class. So, I mean, in the past century, we lived in a society of blue collars. Now it's, I don't know, it's, 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 a, it's a society of tartan neck collars. So there is a lot of people who's <laughs> creative. And, uh, and um, second, we have better tools, but most of all, we, we are full of ideas because of that digital transformation. Mm. So nowadays, we thank the digital technology, which we can access the creativity, whatever it is. So, uh, you know, there are websites, Innocentive, you can go there, post the problem, you receive thousands of ideas. I mean, if, if still someone has any doubt that, you know, you missed ideas, they can visit me in Polytechnical. We can go to my students, go a brief to my class. I can promise you, you will never leave a class with less than 100 ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so who are? So I'm the creative. So, so, you know, in the past, people were like, ah, oh, Kate, you're a creative person. So can you come up with an idea? Uh, and nowadays, instead, the problem is, uh, oh my God, you're a creative person. Don't dare to come up with another idea, please. <laughs> so, so uh, what's the role? Who is creating this? So, and I, what, what in the book I describe is that there is a different kind of creativity, which uh, actually we never, we almost demonized in the past. We consider to be bad creativity, which is based on critical thinking, critical reflection. You know, of course, in a world that where people had few ideas. Those who were critical uh, were considered to be you know, the, the bad guys. But in the world that is uh, awash with ideas, critical reflection is very, very important. Because critical reflection is not the capability to put there one more ideas, one more idea, but the critical reflection is the capability to recognize what is meaningful in a world that is full of ideas. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it is... Uh, it is uh, uh, the capability to, I mean, in Greek, the word criticism doesn't mean to be negative, of course. Uh, the word criticism means to be capable of going deeper, to be capable of making sense of things. That's the, you know, imagine like a movie critic. A movie critic is a person, not necessarily negative, can be negative or positive. I mean, you can have fantastic, mm -hmm. but a, a movie critic is someone who helps you to see beyond the surface of the movie to go deeper okay. mm, now understand what this director meant so it's the capability so, to make sense of things i I'm, I'm really curious what do you what does this mean for the design process as we know it but for the design process it means that uh, for example i can make a few examples what we do and what you can find in the book for example uh, our workshop we still do workshop we still engage people but our workshop are not creative Worship which you toss ideas. Actually, what we do, we ask people to 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 you know, envision things just one per person, one per person. Uh, uh, before we do the workshops, and the workshops are totally focused on challenging each other. Okay, I see this, you see that, and and slowly, 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 to converge uh, by leveraging the differences among people. Because the, the the problem that the that organization have. It's not to, right. see, to have one more idea, but it's to see what is in front of the eye. They, I, in, in, the, in some of my presentation, I use this metaphor of the wall. You know, the wall full of post-its. It's like a wall full of light bulbs, you know, it's ideas, light bulbs everywhere. So you can imagine, you have in front of you a wall full of light bulbs, ideas, and you don't see, not because 
there is no light, but you don't see because you are blinded by light, your gaze. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. this is the situation we are nowadays in this world. So what we try to create in this workshop is to create a little more shadow. And so critical reflection, add, instead of adding light, add shadows which enable you to see what you cannot see before. It's the capability to reframe what you see. So, uh, and there are no tools to be critical. The best way to be critical is to meet people. If you, if you realize even in your life, when you start to see things in a new way, things that were in front of your eyes, but you start to see them in a new way, is when you finally meet someone you never met before. And this person challenges you. And because they have different experience, different perspective on the world. Uh... Yeah. And, and uh, one thing that we don't realize is that in reality, in my personal opinion, because I come from Polytechnico, which is not, I mean, the design school of Polytechnico is deeply rooted in this kind of thinking. If we, if we consider design thinking, like it comes from the US, so uh, no, IDO and, and all this movement, in reality, we need to think that IDO uh, is founded by David Kelly. David Kelly is a professor of mechanical engineering. Uh, so it's a totally different perspective that uh, yeah. some of the world of design, if you think about school of architecture, school of industrial design, they, they, not everyone has this engineering background. Uh, in reality, the capability to be reflective and to be critical is really embedded into a, a branch of design that is much more profound. Uh, and it's the typical moment that many designers know is what is called the design critique. You come with your, if, if you look at, uh, if you're educated as design, you know this very well, a real designer in a real design school is not educated by doing workshop, brainstorming, this kind of thing. A real designer is sitting down, doing a project alone or with other people. And then you go uh, and in the, into the class, you show your ideas to other students, and then you start to get a critique. And they are supposed to critique because that's the only way you reframe what you see. And then finally you get in front of a professor and this professor da, does a, a critique or a design review. And that moment is the most important moment in which you get the feedback and so on. So uh, this kind of dynamics in design school is deeply rooted. We forget about it. I don't know why we forgot about this, but it's, if you're trained as a real designer and those who listen now have been trained as a real designer, they know what I mean by the importance of critical reflection. Of course, it's a creative reflection, which yeah, means yeah. Uh, it's not, I don't like this. It's, hmm, let me think. I see something different because, of course, I have different glasses in front of me. So I see something different. And maybe, what if you will do it like this? And uh, maybe this doesn't work because of this. And then you start to reflect. And this kind of critical feedback you know, and reflection is what makes you see new things. So the creative, to come back to your to come yeah. back to your question, who are the creatives? The creative people are those who really go into the depth of design, and the depth of design is based on critical reflection. Interesting. We're going to explore that topic. Uh, it, I haven't heard that topic that often on the show, so that's also quite interesting. That not a lot of people in the past 50 episodes have mentioned this, uh, the importance of design critique. I'm not sure why, it's not rooted in service design. I think graphic designers, for instance, have much more experience with that. Okay, so Roberto, let's move on to topic number two because that's also a pretty interesting one. Um, I've got it over here and this one is called products that customers love. Do you have a question started that goes along with this topic? 
But this is this is easy. Yeah? The question in this case is how can we, uh, how can we, right. how can we create uh, uh, design services uh, uh, and experiences that people love. Uh, I've been teaching innovation uh, management for a long time, and and you know, there are many books on innovation, and everyone writes about how to design a better services service and but no one really talk about how do you design services that people love and uh at Santa Mix an example you say uh you know imagine uh, you have to delete all the app in your phone because there's no more space in the memory of your phone uh, and it happened to me that you know you sometimes you know you have lots lot of songs lots of photos you start to delete things and imagine you can save just one app now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which app would you save? Uh, and then people say many things, but usually, at least in Italy, people say a lot of people say WhatsApp. Okay, okay. So how do you design WhatsApp? Which is not how you design another app, but what do you? Des- how do you design something that people really love? Something that you would say, okay, if mm. I have only one chance, I would save this one. Which is not just better because probably WhatsApp is not the best. Uh, chatting uh, uh, in, in the world, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. an application that people love. And we have been working a lot. This is exactly what we focus on. It's not how do you do things that, that are better, but how do you think that people love. And what we discovered that, first of all, you need to start from the concept of love. And, and uh, what do you mean by love? And what we discovered is that people love things that are not things that are better, they love things that are meaningful and, mm-hmm. and maybe the concept sounds trivial but uh, uh, I mean just to take a very simple example uh, a few years ago uh, now think about the iPhone when the iPhone was uh, uh, released um, in terms of phone the iPhone was not a better phone actually it was much worse <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, you can easily do calls better with an old Nokia you can easily write SMS better with a uh, with a BlackBerry. Definitely, you can check your mail much easier with a BlackBerry. So it's not a better phone. Actually, it's a worse phone. But in terms of device, it's more meaningful because it's not a better phone. It's what what if, what Steve Jobs said. This is your life in your pocket. So mm. it sounds trivial, but in reality, in that same moment, the the payoff of Nokia was connecting people. And I said, okay, Nokia connecting people. Cool, fantastic. Uh, yeah, the iPhone, the only thing that does very b- badly is to connect people. <laughs> in terms of phone, is a terrible phone. <laughs> but it came out and said, but this is not about connecting people. This is your life in your pocket. It's a different meaning. It's not a better direction. It's not a better phone. It's even worse. But it's a different meaning. It's a different direction. So people don't fall in love for something that is better. People fall in love with something that is more meaningful for their life. Another example... Uh, a few years earlier, Nintendo released the, uh, the Nintendo Wii, which was a product that has been a bestseller. You know, the Nintendo Wii was not a better yeah, game console. Actually, it was much worse in terms of speed, uh, quality of the graphics, terrible. But you can play by moving. So, worse product, but more meaningful, especially for the parents who buy the product, by the way. So... Uh, a meaning is not a better solution. A meaning is a different why people do things. So how do you design uh, experiences, services that people love? 
is when you don't focus on the solution, but you focus really on the why. And the why of things changes. Uh, and the why of things changes uh, uh, not because people tell you. No one told Nintendo to design a, a game console which you play by moving. Actually, definitely not the users of uh, the Xbox, the PlayStation. They were move, playing like this. And actually, maybe they could say, can I have a little more button here? You know, I still have this mm. finger that is. Mm. So uh, if you watch, if you do ethnographic analysis, and you, you see teenagers playing with a game console, you will never come out with a Nintendo Wii at all. Uh, so that division that comes from, from, uh, from the inside, from, from Nintendo, it, it, and actually it came from the provider of the accelerometer. It was... Uh, uh, is the company that invented the divide that is sensitive to movement. So what we discovered that, uh, how do you design the thing that people love? Three things. First, you focus on meaning. So you, you don't focus on doing something better, but you focus on what is really meaningful to people. Second, people will never help you to see what is meaningful. It's like when you make a gift to your wife. I mean, you never ask your wife what you want for Christmas. If you want to make her fall in love, that's the worst thing that you can do. Don't ask it. Will you? <laughs> of course, she will tell you, I would like to have an iPhone X. That everything can do that, of course. Everything can ask what you want for Christmas. But if you want to make her fall in love, it's your in the understanding of how you can expand her life into something she doesn't know yet. So second, when you want to create people, things that people love, don't start from them. Start from your understanding of how the meaning of things is changing in the world. Try to expand their life. Third, uh, third, you need to be critical, as we said before. Uh, if you know your wife since 20 years, don't keep, you know, she, at that time she liked Pink Floyd and psychedelic music. Don't keep giving her gift of psychedelic music because she's been changing. <laughs> so maybe what was meaningful 20 years ago is not more mean, any more meaningful now. And she will never tell you. So you need to, you need to be very sensitive of how the meaning of things is changing in the world. And why... What, what of these three things is the most challenging for companies to accomplish? Uh, interesting question. <laughs> uh, I would say the third one. The first one, when, when I start to talk with people about meaning, uh, after a while they understand, you know, yes, because it's very empathic. I mean, it's like in love. You don't love a girl or a, or a guy because they are taller than the others. I mean, that's that's performance. I mean, you fall in love for something that is meaningful. Uh, performance doesn't matter. That's, that's a date. It's not, a per it's not, it's not love. Uh, so that they understand very well. Okay, people, customers don't love a better, a better service experience, the perfect service. It doesn't exist. A lot of, you know, think about mm. Harley Davidson. Everything that people love is not perfect, but it's meaningful. They, they get it very easily. They get very easily the inside out. They understand, okay, if I ask customers, they only ask for something a little better. So, okay, that's my vision. They like this idea. The most challenging one is the third one, is the critical reflection, because we tend to see what we want to see. So the most difficult thing is really this, this process in which I help you see a change of meaning that you don't see. So how do we how do we deal with that? Because if we look around uh, us, and the slogan of our studio here, Thirty One Folds, is that we help organizations to design services uh, that they are proud of and that their customers love. But I, I was thinking this morning, why are there so little products and services that we actually love? You know, the, 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 
the, the, is it the, what is it with the critical thinking that makes it so hard? Can I, so can I tell, you, can I tell you? Can I tell you something very easy? To me, there are many, there are few people around. There's few product service that people love around because not even those who have designed those products love them. Mm. So, uh, uh, I I was once uh, uh, giving a, a lift home to a famous designer of a car company. I cannot tell you the name of the design of the company. And I was saying, you know, why cars are so boring? Because honestly, cars are very boring. I mean, you know, they are all the same. If I, I imagine a, 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 an alien come going down to Earth and say, okay, and then there are all this, the same product. No, they're not the same. They are different cars and different brands. You see, there is this brand like this, this brand like they are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Come, on, yeah. come on, yeah. They are all the same. And people don't love them anymore, of course. So, so, and then he said, you know, we, his answer was very fine because he said, you know, we designed this fantastic concept car that you see on the shows, you know, in Genève, or you see these fantastic concept cars, but then they get into, you know, the, the design process and then they get a bit here, a bit there, and then blah, 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 blah. And eventually you list these boring cars in the market, which had nothing to do with the concept car you had before. And then at, in that moment, I realized that, you know, when you buy a car and you feel smell when you buy a new car you feel a smell inside and i realized that the smell of that you feel is not the smell of the leather of this car is the smell of the leather of the skin of the designer that's been so painful that even a designer <laughs> cry when they release the car they don't love it themselves so if you start from the inside if you start from what you believe it's like giving a gift to your wife because she, you believe she will like it but you don't love it so chances that you will do something she loves are zero. If you don't love it, she will never love it. She will smell it in a second. We enter into a car and we smell that the designer didn't love that car. So, so that's, I think, and, the and main the, reason. Yeah. That, that's really interesting. Uh, so we have to, it, it will be good if the world would, if the, if the things we do in the world are done with more passion, more devotion and more, I don't know what words to add, right? The things we deliver should should really adhere to our values and what we find important. Yeah, the, the, that is why we need criticism then. So it, for sure you need to start for something that you love as a designer. Otherwise, people will really smell it you know, from far. And then if you do something you don't love and, and you do something very novelty, at the first problem, of course, you stop because you don't love it yourself. The only thing that you need to be careful is that this is a necessary, not sufficient condition. They said there are three. So second, you start from yourself, but third, then you need to be critical. Because otherwise, you, you believe that people will love it. You need to love it yourself, but then you need to be sure that you don't keep loving always the same things. The world changes, and then you need to be always mm -hmm. alert and be critical to mm -hmm. yourself. Okay, I believe in the past that this was meaningful, but in this new world, what is new meaning that is coming up? And there are so many things you can do. You need to do something that you believe and you love, but you need to be open to the, how the world is changing. Otherwise, you will never capture the change of meaning. So let's move on to topic number three. Uh, and this is really, uh, again, a really interesting one, a different one than the other two. And this one is called engaging people in innovation. Again, the question for you, do you have a question starter for this one? Here it is, what if? Uh, and it's what if we would uh, find uh, new ways to engage people in innovation? Uh, 
my feeling this is the is the key problem of the future of innovation uh, and they say it's the consequence again of uh, of uh, being in an overcrowded world where there is a lot of creativity a lot of ideas uh, so um, it's a strange situation which I don't know if you had the same feeling I think most of us had the same feeling you do this workshop you do a lot of activities everything happened you go there eat the banana eat the croissant go back to your office you're happy but nothing happens and if someone invites you to another workshop, you go again because there are the bananas, the workshop is positive, it's fine, you move, you do the stretching. But then you go back to your office and nothing happens. So engaging people, not in the workshop, that's easy, but engaging people to make innovation really happen, that's the big challenge of the future in this crazy world full of opportunities. So uh, we don't have an answer yet for that. This is uh, my personal uh, new journey uh, we in Polytechnico uh, believe that this will be the key uh, challenge for the future of innovation, the key challenge for the future of design, uh, engaging people for, uh, for real, I mean. Is it, is it maybe the shift that we're making towards uh, first the challenge was to engage people in idea generation and now it's the next challenge will be to engage people in actually getting those ideas to market. So that's like the KPIs or the the success uh, metric is changing. Yeah, it can be. It can be like this. Uh, I mean, given that nowadays engaging people in I have an idea, this we are we are solved the problem. There's you know that's not difficult anymore. I, when I go around the world, I, I see thousands of consultants who can do this. I mean, if if you have a design company, I mean. It's difficult to differentiate because you do a creative workshop. I mean, it's, uh, the, nowadays this is bread and butter. So, so uh, we need to focus always on the next challenge. So the next challenge, as you say, is, is how do you engage people into making things happen for real? Uh, things happen, yeah. And and uh, and uh, we are starting this moment in Polytechnico di Milano in a new research platform called Ideas. Not ideas, but ideals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, in cooperation with uh, the Center for Creative Leadership, which is uh, um, one of the largest institute on, institutions in the world that makes studies and support on leadership. And uh, because the focus is nowadays in innovation is moving increasingly toward people. So the problem of engagement is not a problem of tools or processes. You can have all the tools you want, but if people is not engaged, nothing happens. So we are starting this platform and we will start right in September the 6th with 7th actually with uh, six partners, uh, Nestlé, Philips, uh, Adidas, uh, Adobe, Sorgenia and Synthetica, uh, try to find out new, new ways, new, new, new ways to engage people in innovation, to make innovation really happen. We have of course some hypotheses. And uh, the hypothesis we have is, uh, first, we believe, we need to check it, but we believe that uh, if people is doing something that is meaningful, not only for the customer, for themselves, as I said before, if, if you believe in something, if you do something that is meaningful, you get engaged. So you'll get engaged because of, uh, of uh, incentive, you'll get engaged because things are fun, you get engaged when, when, you, when you want to do it because you really want, that's meaningful for your life. Uh, which is not a creative process, you know. Typically, the problem, you know, problem of brainstorming session, if people toss ideas, then they leave and they expect that someone else will do it. 
I mean, that's yeah. easy. I mean, yeah. I, there is no ownership. Yeah, there's no ownership because it's not meaningful for you. It's just an idea. But I didn't mean that it's meaningful for me. It's just an idea. But if you do something that is meaningful for you, you cannot live without making this happen. You, you feel, mm. you feel mm. bad. So first is the focus on meaning for the person. Second is design. We experience this is something that designers know very well. You believe that something is yours, you, you build ownership of things when you put your hands on it. So if you, if you really start to, uh, uh, if, if I make a drawings, drawing and I tell you, do you like it? Mm -hmm. But if you make a drawing and I say, try to, you know, try to make some, you know, modification, you know, how this person here is, do you think that hair, this person, and if you put some little things in your drawing, then it's yours. So this designing thing is the second, and the third one is digital. We want to use digital technologies to, to see if we can do this. Maybe um, regarding this question, there's always a question that I have at the end of uh, the show, and that is, it's your opportunity to ask us, the viewers, the listeners of the show, a question. Is there something that is on your mind that we might help you with or something that you would like us to think about? Oh, that's, uh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, in this moment, it's really, uh, it's really the, what they write in my books is the paradox of choice. Oh my God, now I can say everything. So, which basically means anything you say is stupid. <laughs> It's, I don't know if you have this feeling, uh, this feeling, the same feeling of, of the paradox of ideas. Now, the more ideas you have, the, the, the more difficult to choose. So, uh, it's, the, it's the Spotify effect. When you're doing a party and people give you a phone and say, okay, next song is yours. Which song should we dance? <laughs> okay, so if I can ask a question to, to the people in the show, is uh, anyway... Uh, it's not a question it's to say we are starting with this new journey about how do you engage people in innovation and we are the search platform so we are very open so if you want to be if, you're, if you want to be connected if you want to know more and if you have ideas about uh, how we can engage people in innovation if you want more than ideas you know ideas we have a lot as always but if you want to be engaged and and, and contribute to this mission <laughs> Uh, just you know, you can contact us. We are we are open to to contribution. The journey is, is challenging, so we need help. I will add all the details down below. And there is one last thing, Roberto, that we should really uh, talk about now, really briefly. The book we introduced it in the beginning, uh, and you agreed to give one signed copy away to one of the listeners or viewers of the show but they have to answer a question right what is the question that they have to answer to make a chance to win a signed copy of your new book overcrowded okay uh it's very simple uh, what is the title of my previous book which has been published with harvard business press enter your comment down below and in two weeks time we will draw a random winner out of the right questions and you'll get a unique copy of uh, Roberto's book. Roberto, thanks so much for your time, sharing your ideas, all the exciting things you're doing uh, in Milan, and I hope a lot of people engage with you in the, in the coming days, weeks, months. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invitation. So that's all for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with someone who might be interested in this topic as well. And if you want to make a chance to win a signed copy of Roberto's book, 
leave a comment on the YouTube page of this episode. Thanks again for listening to the Service Design Show. It was great having you. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you in two weeks time with a brand new episode. See you then.